0: Mike, check one two one two. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, the podcast of many tastes, and we back, back for another episode. Yes, indeed, back during our regularly scheduled time, day. Yes, it is Saturday evening, a little earlier than I would normally would re- record, but uh. Yeah, we'll get into it So (laughs) Let me start the podcast off As I always do With a song, an intro Let's go Take sticking to the podcast The podcast of many tastes Yes, Yes, indeed Let's go Uh Uh-huh
1: We work to work Work I holler and they send it. Wow. You know my plight was colder than Chicago in December. Damn, hey. My bitch came up in an with her mama, was her daddy. Yeah. And when I'm in the bitch when she yeah. say holler at your family Howling. My dog paid me that cup. till like candy. Bees. My dog out laying them low. Ain't breaking no laws, out, will serve the a rock. Beats outside, still fucking in the car, still flipping in the car, still shootin' at the car. Yeah. Little hot pot smoking that joint, now I'm fucking on the star. Whole lot got the cock mixed I'm a cool cat. Fuck that. Tell them bitches I'm a top dog. Get shot. Roll the window, let the propane outside. Bunch of niggas doing don't diss. Yeah, got the money in the headlight. Big dog. Every time we hit the real lights, just shining. Ain't nothing but a good day Don't die. Ain't Taste sticking to the
0: podcast. Let's go. Mill in the
2: banking. What was I thinking? Pistol in hand. this with the drinking. You the big dog. Who is you spanking? Police tipped off and mama don't banging. Said it was murder, but project is innocent. Later with a gas. Sipping no hennessy. Rap game. man, sweeter than cinnamon. Put your mob on. Who does it benefit? OG love me because I'm a good earner. Country ride with me now with the burner. Just got out here a spoon a learner. I'm a bread flipper. Pancake turner. Turner. Couple of them pennies to dollars. Fly like a swallow. Pop in my collar. turn. A couple of the pennies to dollars I like a swallow, pop in the my color i cool fuck that Tell
1: them bitches I'm a top dog Get shot, rolling roll it, we don't let
0: the Say propane to the the podcast. Spades,
1: yeah. Got the money in the headlock Big dog, every time we hit the red lights Just shining yeah, ain't for the good days Don't die, DJ in the building, man Shot. Let's go, I'm a big
2: shot. Pullin' weed out of gallon zip Ziploc. Niggas come through thinking that the shit, now they can reels went quicker than a TikTok. We used to slang base like a kickbox. Black 19, we don't kickbox. I remember when a nigga didn't have time, now a couple hundred thousand on my wrist wristwatch. I'm shining. Every now and they got a reminder. I got shooters on my team like a signer. Say you won't smoke, that's all I need to know. They can wipe a nigga nose like a signer. Stand at the Rolls Royce roof, tell him aim for the stars, little nigga, don't settle never rain on my parade My cars come with the umbrella. I'm a top dog, sick and sit a podcast. A a SRT. I ain't never met no bitch I need And I never let a broke bitch hit my weed No way, I'm too high for your bitches Can't locate, hey, no man ain't never been okay I put the squeeze
1: on the niggas like Colgate Let's go, bitch go. I'm a cold cat, fuck that Tell them bitches I'm a top dog, get shot Roll around to let the propane Outside, but you just sure. don't touch Yeah, that's some money in the headlock Big dog,
0: every time we hit the red Just shine. Ain't but a good day Don't die. No. Pump Big shot. Let's go. to pump took us to the podcast We are back Back for another episode Yes, indeed Another week has ended Another week is about to begin It is Saturday evening Yes, Saturday evening, Saturday night, shoot I'm still confused these days. Shit. It's 7 o'clock right now, but the sun is shining bright. (laughs) But we back. Back for another episode. That was Rip Young from uh, Isaiah Rashad, Project Pat, and Juicy J. Yes, indeed. You know I got to start it off. Nice. I've been pre-gaming for a couple of hours. Yes. (laughs) I'm not too lit too fast. Yes, but I'm here. Back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast. The podcast of many tastes. Yes, indeed. Um this uh week was I was supposed to have a guest, but the guest has been secured for next week. Um scheduling conflicts that happens sometimes, but we about to uh get right into it. Yes, indeed. I gotta uh quick episode at least i thought it was going to be quick because shoot i was trying to uh rush to get this episode uh started and going i was supposed to record started recording around like five o'clock because i was like i'm gonna hurry up and record and get it out the way so i can watch the tyson fury fight but then i forgot the tyson fury fight was overseas so it was a time difference so i'm thinking the fight is supposed to be 10 o'clock our time but it was 10 o'clock their time over there in London wherever they was so yeah but I got to watch the fight <laughs> Tyson Fury won a six-round knockout but yeah we here we back for another episode oh man I feel good to be back I swear man it, it don't be feeling like uh like seven days from the last time I recorded but it was, and you know, <laughs> I'm here, back for another episode. I ain't even uh do my intro for the podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'm all over the place. Maybe I am a little bit too lit, but anyway, I'm feeling good. So let me, let me, let me at least put the intro through the podcast so I can say that I did it. yes indeed it's a taste to consider podcast the podcast of many tastes we are back for another episode shout out to all my spotify listeners all of my apple podcast listeners my google play listeners my amazon listeners my stitcher listeners and all of my youtube viewers appreciate you all of the subscribers all of the listeners all the people who download who like who share who just support independent content creators and support me because you know me you know what i'm saying because you know people be funny style <laughs> but yeah i'm back for another episode uh from the outline i'm looking at right now it look like this is going to be a quick episode but you know who knows who knows when people start get to talking and stuff like that But I'm going to keep the same format I'm going to start off with the seriousness The Blackity Black Woke segment Um, yeah (laughs) Where we at right now I got to start, I have to start off with the seriousness Because if I do it towards the later end of the podcast It, I don't know I might get, it might be a little bit too intense By that time So, where I'm at Of course I mean, what's new? Biden and the United States government is giving away more money to somebody other than the United States citizens. And, of course, not the, the quote unquote black people of America. No reparations. No student loan um, relief. No more stimulus checks. Nothing. But $3.4 billion, as of the last time I've checked to ukraine this past week um april 19th biden administration gave another 800 million dollars in weapons and whatever else they did who knows who knows what the fuck they doing they could say they doing one thing but they doing something else but we do know that they giving this imaginary money that they telling us that they ain't got to give to the people that's actually in the country but they giving it to somebody else 3.4 billion as we speak, 800 million this week that just passed. So I'm sure that by this time next week, they'll be giving some more money. Yes. (laughs) But hey, like I said, I can only lead you to the water, I can't make you drink. You know what I'm saying? I can keep pointing these things out, and we're going to keep doing our same routine over and over again, living our lives, stressing, partying complaining whatever whatever we do right you know what i'm saying whatever we do but no judgment here because like i always say i always include the word we because hey i do some things that you know is not too woke <laughs> oh man what else New Jersey Catholic Diocese agrees to pay $87.5 million to settle clergy sexual abuse allegations for nearly 300 victims. Yes, the Catholic Church is still giving out money. Shoot, the Catholic Church got about just as more money as the United States government, as much money as they giving out for all their sexual allegations and their sexual assaults and all this other stuff. And this is a religious organization. Hey, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but hey, $87.5 million to settle a case. So that's just to settle. So just think if they would have actually went the trap. Hey, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Moving along, next topic. Once again, Joe Biden and the United States government. I'm going to play a clip for y'all. Give me a second to find the clip. You know, I have my my outline, my section where I take my screenshots. Then I got to actually go to the Internet on my phone or my text message to actually get to the clip. So bear with me for a moment. I got to go look for this clip. But this is y'all boy Biden. <clears throat> Burp number one. All right, here we go.
3: and pace of this military support
4: for Ukraine? I, well, we have the capacity to do this for a, a long time. Um, the question is, uh, are we going to continue to maintain the support of the international community and keep the pressure on Putin to prevent him from overrunning the country, number one, and number two? Make sure we continue to maintain the economic sanctions, which over time, and we're beginning to see it, are devastating their economy and their ability to move forward. So the most important thing right now is maintain the unity. So far, so good. Thank you very much.
0: Yes, indeed. More, more money. More money. More fake problems. Yeah, uh, this was y'all President Biden. Announcing an additional $1.3 billion for new weapons and economic assistance to help Ukraine. And in that clip, it was quoted. President Joe Biden says, quote, we have the capacity to do this for a long time, end quote. <clears throat> Excuse me. The United States has now given roughly $3.4 billion to Ukraine since Russia's invasion began February 24th. Hey, So far, um, so good. So far, so good. (laughs) Business as usual for the United States government and a new president with their agendas for their boys. Their boys. (laughs) Because that's all it is. Yes, their boys. All right, what's up next? Oh, y'all president again. Another clip. Let me pull this up. I got it ready because I was already there.
4: Last month when I was in Europe, I announced that the United States would welcome 100,000 Ukrainians so that we share in the responsibility of supporting Ukrainians fleeing Putin's war machine. We've already welcomed tens of thousands of Ukrainians to the United States, and today I'm announcing a program, Unite for Ukraine, a new program to enable Ukrainians seeking refuge to come directly from Europe to the United States. This new humanitarian parole program will complement the existing legal pathways available to Ukrainians, including immigrant visas and refugee processing. It will provide an expedient channel for secure legal migration from Europe to the United States for Ukrainians who have a U.S. sponsor, such as a family or an NGO. This program will be fast, it will be streamlined and will ensure the United States honors its commitment to go to the, to the people of Ukraine and need not go through our southern border.
0: Yes. Quote, we've already welcomed tens of thousands of Ukrainians to the United States. And today I'm announcing the program Unite for Ukraine, a new program to enable Ukrainians seeking refuge to come directly from Europe to the United States. More base voting power for the Democrats, yes, indeed, more people brought over the, into the United States, giving them government assistance, income, whatever they doing, and not the true citizens of the United States. Ah, oh, man, I swear, I don't know what to say to y'all, but y'all gonna keep championing any and everything that this administration and this government does <sighs> so within you know that the money that president biden and the, his administration the united states government is given to ukraine this is a quote from biden the american people will continue to stand with the brave ukrainian people in their fight for freedom yes there this president and this government is speaking for us i know a lot of people getting caught up into this propaganda that our government is pushing to us these ukrainians a lot of them are nazis and if you pay attention you will see that but of course you know most people won't pay attention they won't do research they'll just receive and accept what is given to us by this propaganda that is being pushed through the corporations oh i'm sorry the media that we have yes um what else is it's it's just more more to boy. oh here we go y'all beloved y'all's beloved and i ain't gonna lie he was i was i was a champion of him as well when he first got elected you you might already know who I'm about to play. I mean, I got a clip for it, so here we go for this clip right here.
3: And yet, despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide, around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation.
0: I am that one in five person that is putting my family and friends at risk. Despite the fact that I go to the gym every day, I meditate every day, getting that that deep breath, them deep breaths in my lungs. I'm getting that sunlight, that vitamin D. I'm eating right. I'm taking care of myself, cardiovascular, muscle, whatever, whatever they want to call it in in good health. Never caught COVID in the two years that we've been locked down and all this other stuff. I'm putting my family and my friends at risk. But that's not what you missed in this clip. I'm going to play it again, and then I'm going to stop it right after he says what's very interesting. Let me go back.
3: And yet, despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested.
0: Did you hear? Did you hear what y'all beloved said? Y'all beloved president, y'all forever president said. He literally slipped up and told y'all what happened. Like I said on the last episode, directly or indirectly, despite the fact that I am unvaccinated, I have family, friends, loved ones, people I truly and dearly, deeply care about got the vaccine. So it affects me whether or not I'm getting vaccinated and not. But he slipped up and told y'all, he said, clinically tested. Clinically tested. I'm going to play it for you again. I'm going to play it for you again. This is where they can't keep the lie alive.
3: The vaccine on billions of people. And yet, despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested,
0: Clinically tested. Clinically tested. Think about that. It is easier to control feelings than facts. So get out your feelings right now and listen to what he said. They were clinically testing. Not protecting. Clinically testing. This vaccine on people. So I have a right to be upset. As well as outraged at the fact that. All these people playing these roles, sticking to their scripts. They were clinically testing people with this vaccine. The documents have already been released for Pfizer with multiple pages of small, fine print of adverse reactions. Of what this vaccine will do. Has done. And it's going to continue to do to people if you don't really take care of your health. But hey, like I say, you can lead people to water, but you can't make them drink. What's next? Let me start. Let me. Uh, I forgot. To tell what I'm drinking and what I'm smoking I'm drinking some Terramonica I said Terramonica I might be too lit too fast Terramonica tequila Gold tequila And I'm smoking a uh, Joya 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 Black cigar I've had Terramonica Terramonica tequila (laughs) On the podcast several times Before so nothing new So obviously it's good because I keep having it when i record this is a new cigar for me it's very good um no complaints it's not too strong um doesn't have a strong aftertaste uh good pull to it um i haven't been sticking with the the one minute rule with cigars you have to at least puff it every minute two puffs every minute in order to keep the the burn going. But sometimes, you know, uh depending on the humidity and stuff like that. And how it was uh kept in the humidor of wherever it was at. Whether it be home or in whatever store you get it from. It might run out fast or it might not burn good. So, but it's not a bad cigar. But, yeah, I think the humidity might not have been too good. Because this is a cigar. This is a cigar that I've had in the house for a minute for a couple of weeks since the last time um, I recorded. But it doesn't have a strong aftertaste or anything like that. So it's a a pretty good cigar. Yes, sticking with the Blackity Black Woke segment y'all's president president biden came out and said that there will be food shortages and stuff like that and he was blaming it on um putin the russian president oh i guess that's what they call him i don't know i keep up with it but i don't keep up with it i don't really care about titles and nothing like that but putin he said that all all this stuff is putin's fault the gas prices the inflation the food shortages and all this other stuff But it's like as soon as Biden said all this stuff, at least 18 food processing plants have mysteriously blown up or burned down. I know. I know. You looking at you rolling your eyes and shaking your head and stuff. Conspiracy theorists and all this other stuff. Hey. Like I said, it's easier to control feelings than facts. If you're in your feelings and not listening to the facts, I don't know what to do for you. But since Biden has said that there will be food shortages, at least 18 food processing plants have blown up or burned down or have some type of mysterious accident. You can look it up. They doing this shit in plain sight. They not being secretive about this because they know that majority of the American public. Is easily, easily controlled. 18 United States food processing facilities in the last couple of months. Hey. I'm just here to give you a taste. It's up to you to accept it or not. But moving along from that political bullshit. I came across something um very interesting. Um this incident happened a couple of weeks ago. Um Patrick Leoya and I may have be I may be pronouncing his last name wrong, but he was the unarmed twenty six year old black male who was uh fatally shot by the police um back in April um early part of April, I think it was April fourth. And he was shot by the police, by a police officer point blank in the back of his head, right? And he wasn't a black American. He was uh, of African descent. And it was something interesting uh, during the press conference with his family. His father said, I didn't believe that. There was a genocide. Genocide in this country, let me repeat that quote I didn't believe that there was a genocide in this country end quote that was his father. his father's name is peter leoya and it what was interesting about this is that you know I talk about a lot about you know what I'm saying these diaspora diaspora wars and stuff between um black Americans and um, Other blacks Quote unquote blacks Throughout the uni- Not the United States but the world In Africa The um, Caribbeans um, Other parts of the Americas Which includes the Caribbeans Which people don't want to recognize But yeah And it was interesting Because somebody actually Came out and said it And which proves the fact that Black, quote unquote, black people outside of America really think that black Americans have it easy, that we're lazy, that we complain a lot and that we're just imagining the struggles that we have over here. And by him quoting that, saying what he said kind of proves that. Blacks outside of the. United States, really don't understand the struggle that we have over here. And it's unfortunate that this young man had to lose his life and his family had to really understand that there's something wrong going on over here. Not just in the countries that they come from. You know what I'm saying? It's always touted that. The United States is the land of of the free and it's a land of opportunity and stuff like that. But black Americans are really struggling and suffering over here, particularly black American males. And it's unfortunate that somebody had to lose their life in order for somebody else outside of. Black America to understand what we actually go through. It's 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 tragic. Moving along to this next topic. I thought this was very this one was very interesting as well. Tennessee passes bill requiring drunk drivers to pay child support if they kill a parent. Now, just reading the headline, I was like, yeah, that is a good that is a good bill to pass. But then in the process of me uh thinking about um everything And somebody actually killing somebody and stuff like that. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, so, okay, that's a cool bill. But if they kill somebody, then they have to go to jail. So how are they actually going to pay child support or restitution to a child or that child's family when the person is in jail? So I had to dig deeper into the bill a little bit excuse me burp number two to really see what it was going what was going on with it burp number three so the bill was passed last tuesday in tennessee so i'm gonna read a couple of things about it it says a bill in tennessee that will require drunk drivers who kill the parent of a minor to pay child support unanimous unanimously passed the state senate on Wednesday. The bill requires anyone convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication or aggravated vehicular homicide when the victim is the parent of a minor child to pay restitution for each child until they are 18 and have graduated high school. And like I said, I had I was sitting here questioning like, but what if they go to if they have to go to jail, if it was like if it was actually like homicide and not something like something less severe as manslaughter or something like that so like i said i had to dig deeper and in the bill it says um house bill 1834 had already been approved unanimously in the house the measure would force anyone convicted of vehicular homicide due to intoxication or aggravated vehicular homicide to pay restitution If the victim is the parent of a minor child, according to the bill, the court would determine an amount that is quote, reasonable and necessary end quote, after considering several factors, including the financial needs and resources of the child, the financial resources and needs of the surviving parent or guardian of the child. And that's key right there. So it's not just about whether it's a homicide So if a drunk driver actually um, impaired someone, then they will still have to pay some some form of restitution or child support. So it says if the child is in the custody of the state, the court would consider the resources provided by the Department of Children's Services, the standard of living to which the child is accustomed. If the defendant is incarcerated and unable to pay, they're given one year after their release to begin payments. The payments would continue until the child reaches 18 and graduates from high school. And that's what's sticky for me right there. I think it's a great bill, But if that person, the drunk driver, actually has to go to jail and when they come out, then they have to start paying that child support or restitution. I would think that that would be difficult for them to do considering the fact that they have a record now. And we know in this country it is difficult for people who have a record, particularly a felony, to get a job. So I would think by passing this bill, you will also put a program in place for these convicted felons to find a job in order to pay this child support or restitution. Right. So we'll see. Um, What else? And some other stuff. Um, Let me see. Uh What else? Payments would not be required if the surviving parent or guardian of the child files a civil suit and obtains a judgment according to the legislation. So, yeah, I think it's a great bill, but it's just it's 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 other factors and layers. It's a lot of gray area there to actually determine whether this child that that child actually gets what's deserving to them based off of them losing their parent or guardian so we'll see what other news comes out from that here's another uh (laughs) interesting story i came across uh this week yeah and this cigar is I have to keep relighting it. So that says a lot. Um, Either on my part of the humidity or the part of where I got it from. But, yeah, I have to keep lighting it. So. Let me take a couple of puffs to get the cigar going again. I want to shout out to everybody again who... Support the podcast, who share my podcast on social media, and share it wherever on the streets, word of mouth, whatever, whatever. All the subscribers on my YouTube, subscribers on uh, my streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, um, Google Play. I appreciate you definitely continue to support me interact with me on social media taste to consider podcast on social media greatest.i.am.blog greatest.iamblog.com a taste to consider.com um yeah just keep rocking with me because i you know i'm saying i rock with you also make sure you follow U A N D U underscore network the UNU Network, Unproductive and Unapologetic Network on Instagram, all of the other podcasts that's on there. I have the pleasure of being a sitting guest on Reservation for Three Podcasts tomorrow. So I will be uh, posting that and promoting that as well in the coming uh, day's. So look out for that and support them, support, um, separate the two podcasts, Three Stars, Two Bars, Process Knowledge, um, Code of Shame podcast, all the podcasts on the UNU network. Yes, indeed. We're independent um, content creators. So keep supporting, keep shouting us out, all that good stuff. Yeah. So this other story I came across was inter- interesting and it. And it resonated with me to a degree. It says Kentucky man who did not want employer to throw birthday party awarded four hundred and fifty (laughs) K dollars. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He didn't want his his job to throw him a birthday party. They did. It didn't sit well with him. I don't know if it caused him anxiety or what. But yeah, he was he sued them and he got money from it. And I can understand that because this is all about boundaries. All about boundaries. And it's funny because when I saw the uh the headline and the topic and I went through uh a little bit of the article it resonated because I've been working for a long time. I'm 40 years old. I've been I've had a job ever since I've been 13 years old. But when I started working in the government, um as a government contractor, it it was always funny to me how just I'm I'ma say this just to put a little bit more into context. When I started being a government contractor, um one of the things that was um some of the advice that was given to me was to not be so focused or caught up into making friends at work and stuff like that. Just go to work, handle your business and all that other stuff. So that was embedded in me as a young man. So it was something that kind of attached itself to me in my mind and, you know, how I carried myself at work or whatever. So, (laughs) When I started working as a contractor and stuff, that's how I handled myself. You know what I'm saying? I went into work, handled my business, and you know what I'm saying? wasn't solely concerned on interacting and socializing with people and stuff like that. And even when I let my guard down and actually did that, I got burned a couple of times. So it kind of reinforced even more that advice that was given to me. And, and I remember going back and and thinking about moments where I had, like, performance appraisals and stuff like that, and how my project managers and stuff were saying that I wasn't too social, or they would describe me as being aloof, and I remember at the time when I first heard that word aloof, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? So, of course, I had to look it up. I'm a researcher by nature. I like to research stuff, so I I looked it up, aloof, and and so the meaning of it so i'm thinking to myself well that's not really me i can see how people can see that but yeah that's not me i'm just not interested in coming to work and being friends with everybody and it's not like i wasn't cool with certain you know what i'm saying i wasn't cool with certain people i just wasn't cool with everybody i figured out who i could be cool with who who i knew i could i could have watched my back and i watched days who I can tell certain things to and communicate certain things with and who I could be, um, who I had to be more professional with and who I could be more relaxed and chill with. So, like in my current job, I noticed that the way that I I um, conduct myself, it rubs people the wrong way. Like, they look at it like I don't like them or I'm... Um, or I'm um, uptight or something like that. And it and I laugh at, I laugh at it all the time because I just be thinking to myself, like, why are you so worried about me being friends with you or telling you my personal business and stuff like that? I'm just, I'm here to work. I'm here to do a job. And if that's what you, you know what I'm saying, you want me to do, why are you concerned about me being social and stuff with you and stuff like that? You can't be... All personalities don't mix or mesh and stuff like that. And there's certain people that I don't mesh with. My personality don't mesh with. And there's certain people that I feel like I have to be more professional with as opposed to more social with. And I just don't understand how people always continuously try to overstep boundaries and try to push their... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, they try to push you to be open and social with them or whatever. I ain't, I don't want to be cool with everybody. <laughs> it's just certain people that I just I just know that I'm not going to be cool with. Certain people that I can't trust in the workplace because you know it snitches around. You know it's people that, and there's just certain people that are just too involved in somebody's personal life when we head to work. You know what I'm saying? And it just always boggles my mind that people try to push me to be something that they want me to be as opposed to just letting it go and just taking what I'm giving them. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, I'm the one that chooses who I'm going to be friends with, who I'm going to be cool with, who I'm going to be open with, who I'm going to be professional with. So, yeah, it's crazy how this boundaries thing people just don't respect boundaries and stuff like that and they they try to judge you and criticize you based off of their personality or what somebody else in the workplace is doing but everybody ain't the same man just relax you I'm not going to talk to you about my podcast I'm not going to talk to you about my blog I'm not going to talk to you about my speaking engagements I'm not going to talk to you about any other thing that I'm working You, you know what I'm saying some people just ain't don't need to know all that stuff and if you find out about it then you find out about it but that still don't mean i have to talk to you about it and it kills me because this happens a lot in the time that i've had jobs in the past couple of years crazy but yeah that's the end of the blackity black woke segment i hope you enjoyed it and if you did enjoy it i mean hey you got the taste, and that's what getting a taste of me is all about. You know what I'm saying? You either like it or you don't. But you know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, that don't mean that this is the only taste that I'm gonna give you. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't get along with everybody's point of views, their opinions and stuff like that. But I still fuck with them. I still rock with them. You know what I'm saying? People gotta stop this little this this thing. Where they cancel somebody just because they get into a disagreement or they don't they don't um, agree with everything that they say and stuff like that. That's what I think that's what life is supposed to be like. We all supposed to be different people. We ain't supposed to like the same things. That's what makes everything unique. That's how you that's how you learn. That's how you find that's how you find the, the authenticity and the genuineness of people of how, you know, the difference of taste in the world. The different tastes that they like. The different tastes that they present to you. And that's what this podcast is all about. A taste to consider podcast. The podcast of many tastes. And I am the taste of a taste to consider podcast. (laughs) Ah, Let me take a sip. My drink is watering down. On to the movie and TV reviews. So Netflix... Netflix is going downhill. Netflix is turning into Blockbuster of the streaming world. Netflix killed Blockbuster when they came out with the mail-in CDs and DVDs and all that other stuff. Put Blockbuster out of business. And now Netflix is filling it. Netflix is filling it from the other streaming services. It says Netflix is officially adding commercials. It's the end of an era for Netflix. While the service has, been, has long been praised for its lack of ads and commercials, Netflix is reversing this course on the matter. On Tuesday, Deadline reported that Netflix co-CEO Reed Hastings said that ads will soon be incorporated into the service. Netflix is losing money. Their shares have been going down. Hey, it is not looking good for Netflix. And it is all their fault. Because they don't listen to their consumers. They raise—they already raising the prices and shit. It's to the point now where you paying $20 just to have Netflix. And they're losing customers. And they're going to continue to lose customers. Because they don't care about the customers. <laughs> so interesting. Um, talking about streaming services. It's this uh, doctor docu-series you know i love docu-series and documentaries Is this docu-series that um came out on hbo max it was a three-part docu-series called the invisible pilot man this Joan is good and it involves uh a regular ordinary guy in a uh a rural country ass part of america white dude who was involved in the uh united states contra shit the stuff that, you know what I'm saying, just to to really back into the, the, the culture, the black culture, the hip-hop culture. He was involved in all that stuff that you see on Snowfall, all that stuff that you heard um, the, the the real, the official Rick Ross was involved in. is, And like I said, the, the title of it is called The Invisible Pilot. So you can gauge what this white dude was doing during that time and it's a three-part series and i gotta say i'm not gonna give no spoilers but if you got hbo max and if you got other means of of watching stuff that's on these streaming services watch the invisible pilot this dude has a interesting crazy ass story <laughs> the invisible pilot this is a good docuseries man I swear. It be some. Cr- That's what I always be saying, man. It ain't no conspiracy theories out here. It's just people don't want to accept the facts. And all the stuff that you see in movies and TV and stuff, that shit is real. It comes from a real place. We just not hip to all of it. Uh, What else? Man. <laughs> so. I have finally, finally, after years of it being off of TV, I finally got into the show Black Jesus. Yes, I finally got into the show Black Jesus. It's, it's streaming right now on HBO Max. And I'm on the second season and only had three seasons. And, man, I got to tell you, Black Jesus, man, that shit is hilarious that show is is hilarious as hell it's hilarious and at the same time is is very um it's very excuse me burp number three or four burp number four or five i don't know it's very clever how they how they do this show anybody who is you know what I'm saying considers themselves a religious person and i'm saying religious and not spiritual for the simple fact that um well i'll say this anybody that considers themselves a christian and believes in um jesus and follow you know his story in the bible and stuff like that it is they it's very clever how they do the show and uh some of the some of the words and terms and some of the things that Black Jesus says on the show, it's very clever and at the same time it's very funny. I love this show, and I ain't and like I said, I'm only on season two, the beginning of season two, and I'm not finished yet. <laughs> that show is hilarious, and it's funny because the guy that's playing black jesus he is the the character on grand theft auto five um what's his name on uh grand theft auto five damn i forgot i forgot what lamar he plays lamar he's he's the speaking he's the speaking um he's the voice of lamar on grand theft auto five and i would have known that if i was watching black jesus back then because black jesus came out in like 2014 i think gta grand theft auto 5 came out around that time 2015 or something like that but it got a lot of people in there that that we know uh charlie murphy in it um who else in it john witherspoon and a couple of other black actors and black actresses that we know um, and that we've seen in movies and TV and stuff like that. It's a it's a great ass show. And I'm mad that I wasn't watching it in real time. Cause I remember when it came out and people was talking about it and stuff. And I was like, man, I ain't watching that bullshit. <laughs> but I wish I was. So I could have been so I could have been engaged in the conversation back then. But yeah, I, I'm watching it now, and that show is hilarious, man. Black Jesus. If you haven't watched it yet watch that show it is (laughs) it is a hilarious ass show and i will be watching some more episodes tonight (laughs) while i have some more taste (laughs) definitely even more funny and when you having some taste (laughs) oh man um i watched another movie last night man and this movie was called the devil you know by omar Omar Epps and it recently came out in the theaters and stuff like that and it's crazy because when I first saw the previews for it and stuff and I saw interviews of Omar Epps talking about the movie and stuff so I was like I'm going to go ahead and you know what I'm saying uh, go to the theater and support it because from the the trailer it looked like it was going to be a good movie a good like thriller slash drama type movie I watched that shit at home man last night That shit is fucking awful, man. That movie is awful (laughs) as hell. I'm sorry. That movie is awful, man. That was a terrible movie. And it it upset me so much that I watched that movie last night because it was like one of the last movies I watched last night. And I was like, damn, I'm ending my night off with this horrible ass movie. (laughs) Movie was awful. I had to text my man Littles uh, this morning and tell him because he told me that it was out. It was it was available in other means. So and I had to text him. I was like, man, that movie was awful. <laughs> that movie was terrible, man. Damn. And it's crazy because when I was watching it, the 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 story and the premise of it was good. But the way that they filmed it and how they. How they progressed the story along was awful. It was just awful. Like it got to the point where I started going into my phone and I just started just like, just like going off and just doing other stuff and in my head thinking about stuff and thinking about the podcast and stuff I am going to do. It's like the movie was awful, man. And I am so glad I didn't go to the. I hate to say this, I am so glad I didn't go to the movie theaters and and, and watch this. But, yeah, that's the movie and TV reviews. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) So, speaking of boundaries and crossing lines and all that good stuff, I know everybody has seen the video and heard Mike Tyson beat some dude ass on the plane, JetBlue. Beat this dude ass. And it's crazy because when the news first came out you saw you saw different different uh narratives with the story you saw some publications and some headlines and stuff saying that the the guy was harassing mike tyson then you saw other publications and and headlines and narratives saying that mike tyson lost his cool but when i watched the video i'm like that dude was harassing mike tyson Mike Tyson was cordial with him at first and all that other stuff, and the dude kept tripping. I don't know if the dude was drunk or he was high or whatever. And then he had somebody egging him on. I don't know if that was his friend or what. I think it was his friend. The dude was egging him on to keep harassing Mike Tyson, and he was, like, crossing the line of his personal space and stuff like that. And I guess Mike Tyson got fed up and, and – punched that nigga out beat his ass <laughs> so now the guys hired a lawyer so you know what that 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 means he bought this he bought to try to sue and it's gonna wind up just being a settlement they ain't gonna go to trial and it's unfortunate because mike tyson was just you know what i'm saying protecting his personal spaces boundaries and the dude kept crossing the line and it's crazy because, and this goes back to like the Will Smith and Chris Rock jump to a degree. To a degree. I'm not saying it's the same thing. But just crossing lines and and and, and disrespecting people's personal lives and their personal boundaries and stuff like that. And I don't see nothing wrong with my, with what Mike Tyson did. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people a lot of us you know what i'm saying we look at celebrities like they're just beyond human beings or whatever and we overstep boundaries and cross lines and stuff like that that we shouldn't and a lot of and majority of the time these celebrities and these public figures or whatever you know what i'm saying they just be in a space where they feeling uncomfortable and they feeling like they have to um tend to our needs or our wants and stuff like that and it's crazy because these people are humans too so i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a settlement it ain't gonna go to no trial but it was funny because you know a lot of people have been in support of mike tyson and and with with that support it, it has come out that the guy that was uh harassing mike tyson he has uh a lengthy criminal an extensive criminal history and his name is what's his name his name is melvin townsend the third and he is he has been convicted of fraud grand theft burglary possession of controlled substance trafficking of stolen property this nigga's a clown this dude is a fucking clown white dude his, this dude is a fucking clown point blank period dude is a clown It's unfortunate, but I mean, I hate to say, I mean, Mike Tyson got the money, so I'm sure he's going to settle and then just, you know what I'm saying, get this over with. But it looks, um, I'm encouraged by the fact that a majority of the things that I've seen have been in support of Mike Tyson and not the other guy. Because you know how them narratives go and how people think that they got total 100% access to these celebrities and public figures and stuff and look at it like these celebrities and public figures have to be perfect 24 7 all day long as if you know what i'm saying they not the same human as we are say a couple of puffs keep the cigar going let me take a sip of this watered down tequila I might need to stop or I have to go to the bathroom and take a pause on the video, which I don't want to do for that extra editing. One thing that I've been meaning to bring up that I've been coming across lately. And it's something that I'm sure I'm going to bring up even more over the over the the next few episodes of the podcast or however long I'm pardoning this particular po- topic and. And there's no way that you can get away from this topic with love and relationship shit. But it caught me this time to the point where I was like, I'm going to talk about it this episode. So this tweet I'm about to read is just context of the overall conversation. And I'm not going to go into it all deep and stuff like that, because like I said, I'm sure this 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 topic is going to come up even more. You know what I'm saying? So here's the tweet. It says, every bitch out here done got played, embarrassed and misled by a nigga they deeply loved. Even me. This is a black woman speaking. So I don't even call girls dumb no more. Love is dangerous. It'll have you dealing with shit you know you too good for. And what caught me um, with this tweet was this particular line right here. This particular sentence. It was the last sentence of the tweet. Love is so dangerous. It'll have you dealing with shit you know you're too good for. And what disturbed me about this tweet and something that I've been thinking about for a while is how we all seem to, and I'm saying all and we, because this is something we all do. I've done it myself plenty of times before by going through dealing with relationships and and. Partnerships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships, but particularly romantic relationships, is where you see this where people label love in a negative way. And if you want to just go through the context of the religious context of love, and you know that 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 Bible verse, love is patient, love is kind, love is this, love is that, and all that other stuff, in which I agree with love, love is. Is 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 totally positive when 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 you just sit down and really think about love. Love is supposed to be positive, and you know the saying, "God is love," and all this other stuff. And then you want to just keep it to the context of religion. Jesus is love, and how Jesus conducted himself and treated people and stuff like that. But then taking out the context of religion and everyday life is you know human beings on this earth we all associate people relationships and partnerships whatever you want to call it or situationships whatever you want to call it we associate that the aspect of love under those those titles relationship partnership situationship and stuff like that in negative ways and we we sit here and and we label love in a negative manner. And it's totally wrong. And this is where a lot of people's thinking, the programming, and all that other stuff is, is just bad. Like, love is good. And we know love is good. Whether love is is. You know, a lot of people argue love is an action and all this other stuff. Love is not a feeling, but love is a feeling and an action, right? You know what I'm saying? But you'll have a lot of people associating a a person's mistakes, a person's intentional mistakes, unintentional mistakes, unconscious, conscious mistakes. Um... Purposely doing things, unpurposely doing things, whatever term you want to use, we will label that as love. And we'll sit here and 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 look at all the positive things that a person is doing in the name of love or in the act of love or the feeling of love as being beautiful and feeling good and stuff. But soon as a, a person does something outside of that, that makes us feel bad, hurts our feelings, um oversteps boundaries or whatever. We look at it, we look at love totally negative. We throw it out, you know what I'm saying? We just look at love as being positive or negative when love is totally positive, right? So bear with me because I'm I'm work at the same time I've had my thoughts and everything and I'm also working it at the same time. So we all know if we're a self-aware person and we're looking at ourselves as a self in a self in self-awareness, you know what I'm saying, in the in the we actually going deep internally and looking at ourselves and knowing that we aren't perfect. And I'm talking about you looking at yourself and saying, okay, well I know I'm not perfect. I know I've gone through this I know I've gone through that. I know I've seen this and I've seen that. or I've learned this and I've learned that. And all of that hasn't been positive. A lot of the things that I've learned, seen, heard, felt have been negative. And we're going to project those things. Our perception is going to be led by those things. As well as our perspective on things is going to be led by those things. So... Why do we look at the things that we do, the missteps, the mistakes, the wrong things, whether purposely and not purposely, unconsciously and not consciously, in the name of love and stamp love on that? No. No. Love is, is positive. We know that. Right. We know we've had the moments where we felt the love when when we were totally comfortable in, in whatever relationship, partnership or situationship that we've been in. We felt those good things. Right. And we've and we've perceived it as it being love, as somebody giving us love and us feeling that. And being like, oh, this is love right here. But then as soon as a person does something wrong or does something that isn't according to our love language or according to something that we've communicated or not communicated, et cetera, et cetera, you know what I'm saying? You can use whatever. And then looking at it like, well, love is some shit. Love is dangerous. Love is bad. Love is suspect. Love, you got to be careful with love. I don't trust love or whatever. It ain't got nothing to do with love. It has to do with people. It has to do with us. We aren't perfect beings. We have all gone through things. We've all had these cycles of life coming from our parents or coming from our grandparents, our great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever our guardians was or whatever. That's where the problems are or the the, the um. The unperfect aspects are. That has nothing to do with love. We have to stop labeling love. Or stamping love on people's mistakes. Or people's not knowing. Or people's miscommunications. Or bad communications. Or their traumas. Or their projections. Or their insecurities. Or on their depression. Or their anxiety. And stuff like that. And not to say that just... Take away that stamp on love and put it on the person. Yeah, hold people accountable, and we should be individually holding ourselves accountable. And that's where the self-awareness part comes in. We have to stop trying to look for other people to be our our all-in-all, all, our end-all, be-all, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes down to it, we have all experienced pretty much the same things when it comes to labels trauma depression anxiety miscommunication bad communication but it's just all been in certain it's all been in different ways and we perceive it in different ways based off of how we've come up or how our foundation was but we can't put that on love love is a beautiful thing and you truly know that But we can't sit here and always looking for something to blame and blaming it on love when love is perfect, but people aren't so perfect. People aren't perfect. Love is perfect, but people aren't perfect. So it's up to you to determine your boundaries, your boundaries with whoever you're dealing with, your boundaries with yourself accountability for yourself because once you honestly once you once you figure out who you are what you've gone through you start doing the work or whatever you start putting that accountability in place for yourself and stuff like that that's automatically doing the same thing for other people that you're dealing with so we got to stop putting this negative connotation this negative feeling these negative labels and stuff on love and put them towards ourselves and other people and i'm not saying to own these labels but to be aware of these these things and to work on these things where you can actually have better relationships with people first better relationships with yourself and better relationships with these people and you are not putting that on love like i said this is a deeper conversation a larger conversation and it will keep going on and on and on when it comes to relationships partnerships situationships whatever ships attention ships whatever it is so yeah (laughs) moving along I thought that was very interesting and it will continue to be interesting because I'm sure a lot of people will continue to be blaming love for stuff that they need to deal with. Or what they are inviting into their lives. But moving along to the next topic, I came across this. And this is interesting because this is a text message thread that um has popped up, popped up on social media the past couple of days so i'm gonna read the uh text message and then we are gonna get into the conversation uh the text message thread starts off by saying good morning love and the text was this good morning my love text was sent at 5 45 a.m the next text in this thread was sent at 4 37 p.m and it reads what hurts my feelings is the fact that you're okay and with not communicating with me, I'm reading directly from the text. So don't um, <laughs> don't penalize me for it sounding weird or some misspell- misspellings or missteps or whatever. I'm reading directly from the text. <laughs> what hurts my feelings is the fact that you're okay and with not communicating with me throughout the day. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Damn. You're okay with ignoring a good morning message that was sent at 545 AM. You're okay now reaching out to me but can post on social media. That really hurts. Enjoy the rest of your day. So then the person finally responded to these two text messages messages at at 437 after that long text I just read. And it says, Babe, the day isn't over. So then The other person respond. If you have Apple. So I'm going to do it like this. So the first two texts I read was blue. Blue Texas. The babe. The day isn't over Texas. The the gray text. So now I'm going jumping back to the blue text. For all my Apple folks out there. (laughs) It shouldn't have started without each other. I literally woke up. Rolled over and texted you good morning. Before I even got mine started. So back to the response the great sex i woke up at 4 a.m went back to sleep at 5 30 woke up at 9 first meeting was at 9 i literally just finished for today so after that it says you had time to post on social media and not say good morning so what was interesting about this is a lot of is layers to this so i'm gonna start with this first layer The first layer is um, the person who posted this said, this would turn me off in so many ways. It's not that damn deep. Go find something to do. So they was talking to the person who felt some who was in their feelings, quote unquote, in their feelings, because I don't believe they were in their feelings. So I'm going to say, quote unquote, in their feelings about. Not receiving a response from the good morning text until almost 12 hours later. Right. Acknowledgement of it. 12 hours later. So then some somebody uh, quote retweeted this this tweet and said, I'm shocked. Anyone thinks she's wrong. LMAO. It takes literally five seconds to text back. And I agree. And we've all experienced this, don't lie. We've all been on both ends, so don't lie. (laughs) So, the next layer is, right? The next layer is, I went into comments because I've seen it on both Twitter and uh, Instagram. So, I, I saw it again on Instagram, right? And this second layer is what's interesting. You had people in the comments trying to figure out who is the man and who is the woman. And majority of the people felt as though the person who was, quote unquote, in their feelings was the woman. And the other person was a man. And that was interesting for the simple fact is that people just jumped towards that and looked at it as though that's. And from the comments, that's what men always do. Ignore women's texts, Right. But then you'll see certain people in the, the comment section saying, No, I've seen the whole thing on TikTok or whatever, because it was on TikTok as well. So it's all over the place. So it was other people saying, No, the person who was quote unquote in their feelings was the dude, not the woman. So then you having all this argument back and forth about this, right? And this has got to do with boundaries and communication and all this other stuff, right? Crossing the line and all. You know what I'm saying? This is the theme of what what I've been talking about so far in this podcast, right? <laughs> boundaries crossing the line and stuff like that. So like I said, being totally honest, everybody has been on both ends of this. Don't lie. If you saying no, you was a damn liar. And I know you're a liar. But bringing it. To me, you know what I'm saying. I'm going to internalize this for a second. To me being on both ends of the spectrum, having somebody that you that you truly love and somebody that you into and all that other stuff this can hurt your feelings and one of the interesting things about the comment section about this on instagram was a lot of women sitting here saying and even some dudes were saying yeah dudes just don't say my feelings was hurt and they don't be in their feelings and stuff like that and i'm sitting here thinking like well shit. the times that i've been on that end i've i've been straight up and told you know what i'm saying a woman or whoever i was dealing with or whatever who you know what i'm saying that my feelings was hurt this ain't you know what i'm saying i'm i've gone through therapy and stuff like that i talked about it plenty of times before wrote about it plenty of times before i have become more emotionally intelligent and ma- and more emotionally mature with my emotions and feelings and stuff like that so i'm able to to be honest and say my feelings were hurting and stuff like that and not be embarrassed by it and stuff like that you know what i'm saying and i will go off the person's response based on how i'm going to conduct myself if i need to have them in my life or not or whatever because i've been ghosted i've been um ignored and stuff like rejected whatever word you want to use and i've been on the other end as well of rejected people ghosted people and stuff like that so I thought that this was an interesting topic because people making it seem like is as though dudes aren't emotion that there ain't no emotionally intelligent dudes out here and vocal dudes out here to say that you hurt my feelings or you know what I'm saying that or that can feel this way that it automatically jump to a woman but I can understand why that's the case and like I said like I'm continue to say I ain't got even though I'm a, a man or whatever I'm not sitting here taking sides and nothing like that. Even though I'm talking from my experiences, I'm all for getting along and you know what I'm saying? Love, love, love. You know what I'm saying? I ain't with this tug-of-war shit. You know what I'm saying? This shit is stupid and I'm 40 years old. Nobody ain't got time for this shit, man. <laughs> but it's just crazy that people actually saying that this ain't no big deal and all this other stuff and how other people are saying that this is a big deal. I can understand both viewpoints, but I think there's a is a a happy medium or a a, a resolution or a a compromise that can be had in these type of situations you know what i'm saying that's where the communication and stuff comes in but i do think it's foul for you if you can't respond to a text but you can post on social media or whatever especially if you're in a if you're supposed to be in a relationship or a partnership or whatever so i I feel like it does says it, it it can say a lot By a person just totally ignoring you for 12 hours straight. But then (laughs) posting on social media. But I think that comes down to then you having to enforce your boundaries. You saying, well, I see where this person is going. Well, I'm going to bring it up to them. And I'll see how they respond. if their response isn't what I need, then I have to move on. You know what I'm saying? So this is another Topic and conversation that can go on and on and will continue to come up because people just all over the place. And it's interesting because the world we live in now is that you have total access to people, like I said, on social media, text messages, um cell phones always on you, and stuff like that. So some of this shit is kind of unacceptable or whatever. But at the same time, you do have to understand that people have boundaries, they have. Um, their own like uh self care and their own internalized um peace and stuff like that where you have to understand how people conduct themselves and live their lives. But this when it comes down to communication, communicate this shit. Well this you know I'm saying like I tell I tell like certain people like you know I'm saying this time I meditate or whatever. So, you know what I'm saying, if you hit me up around this time my phone gonna be on do not disturb. So I'll get to you back you know what i'm saying when i'm done or i'm at the gym at this time so i ain't gonna be quick to talk to you and stuff like that and some you know what i'm saying something like that you know what i'm saying just common courtesy i think common courtesy has gone out the window based off of the fact that we have so much access to people and we just we just have these moments of entitlement where we overstep people's boundaries and crossing the line and you saw i'm making this seem like we have to be at everybody's beck and call. Because, like I said, I'm 40 years old. I I remember the days where there weren't no cell phones, there weren't no pages. And you had to, even though I was young, you know what I'm saying? I was in elementary school and middle school or whatever. You had your little girlfriends and stuff like that. You talk, you saw them ex- at school during the day or whatever. But most likely you didn't talk to them until later on that night, you know what I'm saying? Maybe around seven, eight o'clock or whatever before y'all go to bed and then you'll see him at school again. And then it always fascinated me about like um grown ups and how they actually conducted themselves in relationships. You didn't like our parents and stuff like that, they didn't they didn't have this this um Constant or this this unlimited access to their significant other. So you know what I'm saying? This their significant other could be out here doing whatever, and you just don't know because you don't have access to them. You had to wait till they get home. You had to leave a message on an answering machine and wait for them to call you back, and hopefully you' home to receive that call. So it's like this cat and mouse game. But I don't think their minds resonated with that you know what I'm saying of it being a cat and mouse game or thinking that you know what I'm saying oh they could be out here doing something I don't have access to them you just you were used to this how life was this how you grew up this how life was and you automatically it was automatically embedded in you to accept this that you know what I'm saying you don't have this unlimited access to people but then you know what I'm saying? Like just speaking for me, coming in high school, I had pagers and stuff like that. So then you had a way of getting in contact with somebody. But then there wasn't necessarily unlimited access because then you had to wait for them to get the page and then to actually have access to a phone to actually call you back. And then you actually had to be there. Because I remember plenty of times where I had a regular pager where they had to page you a phone number and then you called it back that number back and see who was actually calling you if you didn't know the exact number you know what i'm saying and then it evolved into two-way pages where texting was more readily available and then the smartphones and stuff came out and then access started to be a little bit more unlimited and then social media came about and then access was 100 unlimited so it's like i'll our minds and our boundaries and our entitlement and stuff grew over time based off of the unlimited access that we had to people. And then boundaries started to shift more and more or whatever. So then people started forgetting about boundaries and stuff like that or they couldn't or they stopped enforcing those same boundaries because of the insecurities were greater and stuff like that. So it's just a crazy world that we live in based off of the evolution of technology. Crazy. Um, Yeah, but like I said, it is now normalized that you have 24-7 unlimited access to people. You know what I'm saying? And that's why communic communicate, even though the technology has evolved, our mental health didn't evolve with it. Our communication didn't evolve with it. Our understanding didn't evolve with it. You know what I'm saying? Like the most important things of a human being didn't evolve as fast or or not at all with the technology. <laughs> and that's it's become a problem. And that's where, you know what I'm saying, people got to get their, their emotional and mental health um under control in order to um be a little bit more parallel or balanced with the technology and the unlimited access that we have to people crazy and it's like and this is and like i said this is like this could be a continual conversation this is a conversation and topic that will keep coming up because um Just based off of uh, thinking about that unlimited access and stuff like that, you you have to have that communication with your partner or who you're in a relationship with or situation whatever, whatever you want to call it. And I will keep saying that because people I got to I got to stay with. I got to communicate with every level where people are. <laughs> right. So some people just don't understand partnership. So I got to stay in relationship. Some people don't understand relationship. So I got to go to situationship. But. You have to communicate with, you know, what I'm saying, saying, well, you know, what I'm saying you got to understand like. Like with me personally, my job isn't very demanding, so to speak. So my partner's job may be more demanding than mine so they don't have access to their phone and they can respond right on the second or on the minute or whatever. So you have to work with your partner and communicate with your partner or whatever and understand certain things about how their daily life, lives go. You know what I'm saying? You may not be able to talk to them until if y'all live together until they get home. Or, if y'all don't live together until they get off of work or something like that, you know what I'm saying, so, and then you have to like kinda um work together with how y'all conduct or mesh our lives together, so you know what i'm saying if if y'all don't talk for the whole work day or something like that, so make sure y'all plan like after work, y'all. Y'all hang out, go work out or whatever, or go have a uh, dinner together or something like that. You know, somewhere, you know, it's not so, um, it's not so, I don't even know what word to use. It's not so tense. It's not so pressured. You know what I'm saying? And it's something that I had to learn as well. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting here trying to dictate. Or teach somebody something. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn it as well. And I'm still learning it every day by dealing with people. You know what I'm saying? And shoot, I have to be... I have to enforce certain boundaries with my parents and stuff like that. With them thinking that they have certain access to me or whatever. Sometimes I don't... You know what I'm saying, when my dad calls or my mom calls or they text me and want me to do something or whatever, I don't feel like doing this shit. I've had a hard day, you know what I'm saying? I'm, You know what I'm saying? I want to take a nap or something real quick, you know what I'm saying? So I don't answer the phone and stuff like that. And then, you know what I'm saying, sometimes I'll I'll answer the phone or I'll text them after the phone finish ringing and be like, "I'll, I'll, I'll call you back in a few hours or something like that. I'm about to take a nap or I'm tired or something like you have to communicate these things, you know what I'm saying? but this is the world we live in. And then this it's it's definitely rough for kids. You know what I'm saying? Kids that's in their twenties and, you know, and, and under that they grew up in this. So this is what they know It's different for me. Cause I have a certain sense of it, of times not being this way. You know what I'm saying? Even though when I became an adult, this is when the stuff started um, evolving a little bit more. I still have an understanding of, you know what I'm saying? When, um, these things weren't in place, so it's not that it doesn't affect me that much to the same degree as it would somebody who actually were was raised in these times but yeah, it's a scary time for you know what I'm saying all this stuff to be normalized and stuff, but like I said, there's a continuous conversation and a deeper conversation that will continue to to be talked about. So I came across a a clip. um, Sorry about that. I came across this clip, and it has to do with um, sort of everything that I've been talking about so far. And I haven't gone through the whole clip. I wanted to be more surprised by it, just the same way as you are. So we'll see how (laughs) I look at it. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to play the clip all the way through. And then we're going to go back and do it piece by piece.
5: Here we go. If I'm dating a woman, all my needs have to be met, period. Anything that's on that needs side of the list, that has to be met. That's a non-negotiable. Anything that's on the want side of the list, I can be a little bit more flexible on. And, and that kind of leads me to whether I feel like I'm settling or I'm compromising. Mm. right? I think it's important in relationships, we always have to compromise. So on that list, if I'm looking at my needs... And if a woman, is, if, she, if she's lacking on one single need and I still accept her, that's settling. I don't think that's okay. But on the other side, if it's like, so I'm really into music and I would like to have a woman that has the same taste in music as me, right? If she's missing that particular want, but she meets every other need, that I can accept. And that's compromise and I think that's okay. So if I'm
0: Okay. So we're going we gonna to go through this piece by piece together. We're going to go through this together, right? All right, let me get this burp out. Excuse me. Damn, that was a big one. I'm so sorry. That was like six or seven, seven or eight. I don't know. Y'all always tell me when y'all hit me with the feedback. And please continue giving me feedback. Hit me in the DMs, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Text me, whatever. All right, so let's go through the clip again.
5: We're going to do it piece by piece. If I'm dating a woman, all my needs have to be met, period. Anything that's on that needs side of the list, that has to be met. That's a-
0: Okay, we're going to start with, with what he just said, the needs part. I can understand what he's coming from, where where he's coming from. But as I've grown and and gone through therapy and stuff, I used to think the same way, that all my needs have to be met by the woman that I'm dating or in a relationship, partnership with, right? But as I've grown and, and, and gone through things and seen certain things, and particularly over the past couple of years and, and just being more introspective with, with stuff, I don't agree with that. You're not going to find somebody who meets all of your needs. That's the whole purpose of you being self-aware, being self-accountable, and understanding yourself. You have to meet your needs more so than your significant other, right? It's great for your significant other to meet those needs. Especially it's important for you to um communicate those needs to your significant other. But you shouldn't expect your significant other to meet all of your needs because we all come we all come from different Different uh, backgrounds. We all have different foundations. We all have different perspectives. We all perceive things different, etc., etc. I can keep saying these these cliche words all over, all the time, because I say it all the time. It's to the point where I be I be thinking like, damn, I be saying these words too much. But I mean, that's how it triggers and resonates with people's minds. But you can't expect. Your significant other to meet all of your needs. You can't. And I know some people that's going to disagree. But you can't. but Because you have to know yourself. You have to love yourself. And you have to be able to do it by yourself at times. Because that your significant other has their own life. You have your own life. We are here to ultimately experience life individually. And then come together to amplify it. So... This significant other is just a bonus to the things that you should be doing, feeling, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. So let's play the clip some more.
5: Non-negotiable. Anything that's on the want side of the list, I can be a little bit more flexible on.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. your wants. there's plenty of things that we would like in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? I mean... People can want their their, their significant other to be more freaky. They can be more explored, explore more in the bed. To be more into traveling. To be more into, um, as he as he said in this clip, and I will be playing again. Be more into the things that they they like, whether it's music, movies, certain drinks, certain foods, or whatever. But that ain't ideal we are different people we are different people we like different things we are meant to be individuals and the beautiful thing about us being humans and being individuals is the authenticity and the individual the the uniqueness of our individuality you know what i'm saying
5: and and that kind of leads me to whether i feel like i'm settling or i'm compromising Mm. right i think it's important in relationships we always have to compromise so
0: it's very important to communicate in order to come to these moments of compromise, right because like like I said, everybody is different, everybody come from different backgrounds, everybody has different taste. The whole point of the podcast taste everybody has different tastes. so I'm only introducing taste to you from these many of topics that I've talked about, right it's I can't make you like these tastes or be into these tastes. I can only introduce it so you can understand me to understand a different viewpoint. And maybe it will change your viewpoint, but it's necessarily not going to be the same viewpoint as mine's. But then we also have a and this is where it come. This is where it comes down. when I was talking about earlier about the mental aspect of how words and how we've been programmed and stuff like that narratives of of words or whatever and with the like with making love look negative and stuff like that and stuff in other certain words and like with his words of settling like we always look at certain words as totally being negative like setting we look at words like um settling in in a totally negative term right Settling is almost synonymous with compromising. But we look at settling as totally negative as opposed to compromising for emotionally mature people looking at compromising and you know what I'm saying as a as a positive thing. As a par in the terms of working together being in a partnership together but we look at settling as a totally negative thing oh i'm settling for this you know what i'm saying uh uh i got to settle for this shit right here and all, you know what i'm saying but settling is is, is almost as synonymous with compromise is settling is synonymous with compromising you know what i'm saying we got to stop putting these negative connotations or following these negative connotations to a lot of these words and even positive positively some words ain't always meant to be totally positive you know what i'm saying but we get so caught up into how narratives have been pushed to us over the years and agendas and stuff like that settling ain't no different from compromising it's pretty much the same thing it really is but we're so programmed to look at settling as negative, I'm sure people hear me speaking right now saying, nah, settling, yeah, that is a bad thing. That is a bad thing. No, but it ain't no different like when Mike Tyson going to start dealing with this dude and his lawyer. These lawyers going to get together. And what they going to do? They going to settle on. They going to come to a settlement, right? Yeah. So how is that a bad thing? Neither one of them got to go to court. They ain't got to pay more money to their lawyers and stuff like that. And the whole thing gonna go away, right? Settlement is just as good. Is is not. Synon- I'm gonna stop saying that. It's kind of like settlement is synonymous with compromise. And it's the same thing. But settlement just has a negative narrative attached to it. Point blank and period. <laughs> People look at settlement like, you know, what I'm saying it's less than I deserve or whatever, but it's just coming. It's the same thing as compromising you compromising when you go like going back to the Mike Tyson thing. Anytime somebody comes to a settlement, what is that? They're compromising. They're compromising on <laughs> on what money they're going to give or what money they're going to accept and this whole thing be over with settlement is compromising <laughs> oh man um let me go back to the um to the clip let me see
5: if i'm dating
0: let me see if i can find the exact point where i left list off i that. can be
5: a little bit let more see like i'm settling or i'm compromising mm. right i think it's important in relationships we always have to compromise so on that list if i'm looking at my needs and if a woman, is, if, she, if she's lacking on one single need and I still accept her, that's settling. I don't think that's okay.
0: See? See how he look at it? He look at the the girl has, the, the woman has to be 100% perfect on, with his needs. And that ain't cool. That's not cool. No. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. I know there it might be people that agree with him, but no, I don't agree with that. That doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. There ain't no perfect person out here that's going to he must want a slave. I mean, that's what it was. He want he wanted how go back to coming to America when Eddie Murphy was supposed to be getting married, and you saw how Vanessa Bell Calloway was saying, "I'm here to meet all your needs. I've been trained, I've been I've been groomed since I was a child to meet all your needs." And you saw Eddie Murphy didn't want that. No, that's not that's not genuine. That's not authentic. <laughs> That's not authentic. There's <laughs> nothing authentic or genuine about that. It's like you you with a robot. It's like you want to. It's like this dude speaking right here in this clip wants to be. 100% comfortable at all times with the person he's with you can't expect everybody to meet your needs that's why you have to be secure and you have to be self-aware self-accountable and have that, that 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 knowledge of self-love and self-care
5: But on the other side if it's like so i'm really into music and i would like to have a woman that has the same taste in music as me right if she's missing that particular want but she meets every other need that I can accept and that's compromise and
0: I think that's okay. So. Yeah, so I'ma I'ma stop talking about the clip from there because I feel like I made my point and I, I'm sure that it was it's people that would disagree and then like I said, this will these these topics and these uh conversations that I've been having, uh topics and conversations that will continue to happen because a lot of people just ain't mature enough and ain't ready yet. I mean, I'm not judging them. That's just what it is. That's just the facts of it. Well, let me move on to my last topic of um, this episode. And this actually is a page that I've referenced before. It's a page on Instagram that i followed. I've referenced before that talks about boundaries, right? And this page is the holistic psychologist the dot holistic dot psychologist is on instagram so let me pull up the um the slides so i can go through that and it's just it's just talking about boundaries and stuff like that and i thought it was a good thing to uh end the podcast with in these particular topics with so let me find it i thought i had it ready but here we go um where is it at okay here we go i said things you need to know about boundaries boundaries tell people how you'll allow them to treat you you do not need to be quote on call end quote 24 7 or available for others if you had patterns of overcommitting yourself, boundaries will be difficult at first. You can do difficult things. You do not need to overexplain or apologize for needing to have time for yourself. You do not need to tell everyone everything about your life. It's OK to keep some things private. Emotionally, healthy people will respect your boundaries. They are not, quote, end quote "selfish, they are kind." And that talks about every, pretty much everything that I talked about this episode. And you see the theme of it, right? So, I mean, we all are working progresses. So everything is going to be perfect. Even the most emotionally healthy people are still going to make mistakes or missteps or overstep boundaries or cross lines and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that deep. It's just all about being self-aware, being self-accountable, being able to communicate properly effectively and to trust yourself to make the right decisions and speak the right things according to how you feel it's just as simple as that but you know i end off every podcast with a song but before i go since you're listening right now make sure you rate and review the podcast on whatever streaming service you are and while you're listening Make sure you download the podcast after you finish listening. You can hit the download button again, and it will be off your phone. That allows uh, all of us, all of the independent content creators, podcast creators, all of us, to get our numbers. So, while uh, before you're listening, while you're listening, hit the download button, and then once you finish, you can hit the download button again, and then it's off your phone. Your, you know, what I'm saying it won't affect your your uh gigabytes of your data and all that other stuff i hope you enjoyed this episode you know what i'm saying make sure you leave the review like make sure you share as well on social media share word of mouth all that good stuff you know what i'm saying i appreciate everybody i'm on spotify apple Podcasts, google play stitcher amazon as well as youtube you know what i'm saying check me out next week I had. I will be having the guest. The guest is secured, so hopefully, it, no hiccups with that. And like I said, I will be on the reservation for three podcasts tomorrow, Sunday, so that episode will be coming out in the next coming days as well. Make sure you support each and every podcast on the UNU Network U A N D U underscore Network on Instagram. I uh, appreciate everybody for all the support. Um, if you want to support me financially, um you can cash out me uh dollar sign RIP eighty one, you know what I'm saying? You can you can help out with um the the drink and cigar reviews, whatever, you know what I'm saying? The money will be going to the podcast. I know how y'all be thinking, you know what I'm saying? This ain't this ain't never mind. I ain't even gonna say some of these uh prosperity pastors names, but yeah, <laughs> this ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> So I end this uh, podcast off with a song every episode, and I actually finished under two hours. We had 146, so um, I'm ending this podcast with a song, man. I appreciate everybody. Once again, this is a Taste to Consider podcast, the podcast of many tastes. I'm your host, Dirk Silver, and we out.
6: Punch 'em up to get beat down. Get nothing but the beat. Punch 'em up to get
2: beat down. Give, give, give nothing but the beat. Punch 'em up to get beat down. Get nothing but the beat. Down. One day when I was riding on the train, I seen these two kids talking about the Nubian rain had fallen. I didn't say nothing cause these kids caught my goat. Even pull my goat like a murder that they wrote. So this kid with mouth swagger now blazed the cloak and dagger. So I got some show Holmes to my Sherlock that I am. I could rock a jam, make the world drop hammer Yes, I'm the bad man, and bad men wear black And if it comes to proper bombs, you am with that No, I can freak the flop, flow, Fuck off a faggot, don't understand the ways nine down with games. You wanna adopt the style that was made from my mom And my dad when I was young, I used to run with a notepad Anytime new, and somehow I knew that I was bad to the ball. Everybody hit the floor Okay, it's you, Slim, the hardbar the pack, don't wanna kneel to the brothers You must be holding but some shit in his chest Now his whole body's swollen Why did I have to do it? He asked for it, his man saw it So it don't mean shit to me He's going, that's how it's supposed to be Check it out now I ain't going out, man, that short shit is dead Have you heard what I said? If not, ask the dread He got a cannon that's bad Similar to the one that
0: Better be careful about crossing the lines Or you might get smacked Take stickers to the podcast
6: I might dick in your ass quick fast Like my name was Flash When a nigga try and rob me for my cash You thought you had a sweet, big, nice pick But you didn't anticipate that I might be sick Now who's the chick cause I'm not a no, no, no. I always do the fucking if I have to I leave my neck you stuck in your rectum till you look brand new being yo You gotta respect them, dissect them, yo, our word is balladog Do them or what? Now do the Puma strut I Step the fuck off before I punch you in your face With the motherfucking face Then you're gonna taste blood in your mouth It's gonna flood south to the ground and you're gonna know I don't fuck around So if you pick your hat, too soft, you jacks We're gonna have to off you with a few cracks To the jaw, then you won't pop that shit no more Explain it to your friends while you're laying on the floor the more, I didn't think so. Just got whipped like sing, a kid instead the podcast. Just to take a bloody mess and find a piece of wire. Fix the broken door, then it's time to retire. Lord Jamal will live long. Cause I give strong blows to the heads of my foes. Dread clothes, give me power as it grows. Watch our eyes fly at you, catch the speed, not lead not. And hell will be your home, Lord Jamal, send as yeah, we God. swell you down. Punch your up, up to get me down. <laughs> Take stick a stick to the
0: podcast. Let's go. to Take stick a the podcast. Be careful about crossing them lines. Yes, indeed. Keep them boundaries, stay sticking to the podcast, we out, let's go.